press conference later on today uh, regarding some environmental stuff uh, that to be at uh, at the helm with uh, Anthony Palumbo, state senator representing the uh, first senatorial, and Assemblywoman Jody Giglio representing the second district. And uh, Jody, nice enough to give us a couple of minutes here on a Thursday morning. We say a very good morning to you, Assemblywoman. How are you? Good morning. Good morning to you and to your listeners. Good to have you. Going to have a press later. We'll talk about that in a sec. I can't help but think about this LaSalle vote uh, on the oh floor. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, you know, I, I couldn't help but think this. What is Governor Hochul thinking? I mean, would she maybe want to take back what she did at the beginning of the year, you know, with a pay raise? Not that you're not worth it, you are. But you know what I'm saying as far as having some chips of leverage here. I mean, all of a sudden, she selects... Uh, Hector LaSalle, and uh, you know what? It may be not in line as far as some of the thinking of many there in Albany, and they negate it right off the bat. My goodness. Uh, I wonder what Kathy Hogan you know, is thinking these days. If she can kind of revert back. Go ahead. Let me know what you think. Yeah, it's not a bad thing for us. Um, the vote was across party lines in the Senate. Uh, he is seems to be a moderate Democrat which had a lot of support from the Hispanic community and from the moderate Democrats. And the fact that they voted across the board against him, I think is going to come back to haunt them at a later date, not only with the governor's budget and what actually makes it in there out of their wish list, but with the um, Hispanic community that was really pushing for him to be there. And there were a lot of people there in the uh, chamber yesterday supporting him. And there were a lot of cameras everywhere uh, waiting to interview them as to why they voted against him. It's uh, it's, it's unbelievable. It really is. But, uh, you know, it's something we'll we'll keep an eye on. Uh, And, you know, you wonder... You wonder. I, I I guess Senator Palumbo will maybe continue this uh, this lawsuit or in in play here. We'll see. Uh, we'll yeah, see what yeah. We there. we shall see what happens. I don't think the governor is. Uh, you know, th- there were no strings attached to this. It was you know with the pay raises. She she didn't say okay. You know, we'll give you the pay raises, but you're going to vote for my pick. She she didn't. Um, I think this was a test for them, and they failed. So I think you're going to see a lot of pushback from the governor now. No question. I know there's a lot of pushback regarding this zoning and housing stuff near L.A. Oh Delaware stations. Um, you've been vocal about it. Uh, well, listen, it's about having a conversation here, and uh, and that's the key. You don't know if you're going to get it as far as the governor's concerned. She, she seems pretty much in play to get this done. Uh, somehow under the notion that the reason people are fleeing the state of New York is they can't afford to live here based on housing. Uh, I don't know if she understands other factors involved here, but but my goodness, this has uh, really sparked a lot of outrage here. Yeah, it really has. And I was uh, listening to the hearings yesterday um, because we have budget hearings all week. So Monday I was in a budget hearing for 11 hours. 11 hours with the NYPA, New York Power Authority, and NYSERDA, New York State Energy and Research Development, and New York State um, Department of Environmental Protection. 
it was uh, a long hearing, a lot of testimony. Um, we we talked about the garbage problem that we're going to have on Long Island is the thing that I brought up with the, the Division of Environmental Conservation. You know, you have the Brookhaven landfill closing in 2024. And I said, where are, where are your conservation officers to make sure that people are not going to be dumping in the wetlands and in the open space that, you know, you care so much about the environment? We're not, no one's going to have anywhere to put their garbage. And it's going to become very expensive to get it off the island. And I mean, they, they haven't even broken the ground on the Yapank um, rail yet. They haven't even gotten their permits and broken ground on the rail station that's supposed to go there where all the transfer stations are supposed to collect, bring it to Yapank, and then put it on rail and rail it out. That that hasn't even broken ground yet. And thus the essence of the press conference a little bit later on. Uh, as far oh, yeah, as, we'll be know, talking about that. You know, where this we'll be talking up, about uh, the Environmental um, Bond Act that the voters approved, $4.2 billion dollars for the um, Environmental Protection Bond Act. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see if we can get the, you know, people in my district, clean water, get public water, get sewers built. It's, uh, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot that goes on in Albany. You'd be surprised. All the people in New York City are clamoring for classroom sizes of 22 kids or less and saying, we don't care, do it, we don't care, do it, to the chancellor of the New York City schools, to the chancellor and then the, uh, uh, the, the expert testimony that they had from New York City schools saying, we just can't do it. You don't give us enough money. They want more charter schools. They want uh, classroom sizes of 22 or less, where they have 35 now, which is, you know, when my kids were in school, there were 35 kids in the class, and it is unmanageable for teachers. However, you, you don't, they're going to have to buy buildings in New York City and convert them to schools, to charter schools, and to public schools. At the same time, they're talking about retrofitting buildings and basements in buildings to make more apartments. And they call the new American citizens that you know, they have to be educated. So it's, it's unbelievable how all at once they're talking about saving the environment, welcoming people to New York and reducing class sizes and making more apartments and more housing. Yep. You know, it seems that the fight that you're taking on, uh, gets more intense Every session. And it's oh, yeah. because of, it's not only about majorities and everything else, but it's about common sense thinking. I, I don't see a lot of it anymore. We don't see it on the national stage. I don't see it statewide, locally, we know. We cite this stuff. Uh, it seems that that element of thinking is not there, thus uh, making your fight and representation a little bit tougher. Do you get a sense of that? You know what? I get along very well with people on the other side of the aisle, and we do talk about these things off the record and off the floor, um, trying to talk some common sense into them. And it's uh, some of them are just so entrenched that you cannot, that you'll never get through to them. But others listen, and 
when I say, oh, yeah, we adopted that, well, they say, what? Because now they've gone back to the fact that you don't have to be on the floor to vote anymore. Your party, whoever is designated, which it's Crystal People Stokes on the Democratic side, and then Andy Goodell on the Republican side, he they vote for the party. And if you want to vote differently than the party, then you have to be on the floor to vote. So the chamber is empty again. They gave themselves raises. They are now not expected to report and actually sit in the chamber. They can be in their office, on their treadmill, lifting weights. Um, it's outrageous. It's outrageous. I'm on the floor every day. I'm ready for debate. I'm ready for something that somebody says on the other side that triggers my questioning. And, uh, you know, that happened also this week where one of the legislators said that if a doctor comes into New York and he's not, you know, he's from another state, Texas per se, and comes into New York and performs a late-term abortion or any abortion that, and then he goes back to Texas, that Texas, or or he, he's here, New York will not extradite that doctor back to Texas. So that's like saying if somebody in New York commits a crime and then goes to another state, we ask for them to extradite him back to the state so he could be tried here. But New York will not extradite doctors to other states that have come here and committed a, committed a crime in that state, which would be like a late-term abortion. Mm, interesting. Uh, did not know that. Jody Giggler with us. Hey, you know, you talk about negotiation, you talk about sensible discussions, and we always bring up the bail stuff. But I'll tell you yesterday, the conviction of a guy we spoke about many a time on this show is Jordan Randolph. And you know the case. Uh, a guy who's been on trial before, uh, you know, in numerous situations, three prior DWI convictions, convictions, attempted robbery, uh, endangering the welfare of a child, assault. I think it was like six also misdemeanor convictions. Uh, driver's license was suspended due to a, a prior conviction. He was supposed to have a, you know, one of those uh, interlock devices on his car, you know, this anti-DWI stuff. Uh, yep. And he really became a flashpoint, you know, his case. And I said it was like the template at the time over the state's bail reform laws, uh, which went into effect the month of the crash, if you call it, you know, some of the tweaks, not really massive at all, we know. But a guy who was uh, convicted yesterday, uh, so happy at least for the Maldonado family. We had the father on, I remember, Victor, a couple of years ago. But, you know, yes. it just brought it out even more of change that is needed here. And this guy was the centerpiece, you know. He was the centerpiece. Oh, yeah, but of how really... many lives were affected by him before they actually said, yeah, he needs to be put away? How, what did it take to get this bad person out of the streets and into a jail? It took a lot. And, you know, meanwhile, up in Albany, they're, you know, lessening the the penalties for rape. And calling rape, you know, rape is rape. Calling it other things. Calling it mouth to this, this to that this to this, this to that, like naming a bunch of things that are rape, but lowering the penalties at the same time. You know, it's, um, and you, know it, you know, Jody, what, what really exacerbated this whole thing to me was, uh, 
you know, and now he'll face up to 25 years. He was convicted yesterday, obviously. But I always remember, remember this, uh, this monster. I commented, I think it was from the hospital he was in after the crash, the fatal crash. Still, Jonathan Maldonado's 27-year-old on a Sunday morning. Yeah, whatever, like I yesterday, remember. On the William Floyd. He said that the new yep. bail reform law would keep him out of jail. You know, this is a guy who said, I'll be out in the street, and I'll see you at lunchtime, something like that. And yep. this is what I mean. If, if that doesn't get to a call hasty or an Andrew Stewart cousin, I don't know what does. Honestly, I don't know what does. I don't know what planet yep. they're from. You know? Well, when they keep lowering the penalties for crimes and reclassifying them, it, you know, an officer is like, they know that they're going to be out on the street in a matter of time. And they know that they're going. They, that there's a possibility of them repeating. There's there are no consequences to crime in the state of New York. It's uh, it's really unbelievable. And the ones that are in jail are the worst of the worst. They're like, uh, you know, assaulting corrections officers, sexually assaulting women correction officers. They are, you know, masturbating in their cells and, you know, shooting it on people. They are vulgar. And this, these are the lives that our corrections officers have to look at every single day when they go to work. And there are no consequences because they, they lessened how long you can be in um, isolation. Even though our isolation here in Suffolk County, the jail cell sizes are the same, the window sizes are the same, they get the same food, they're just not allowed to integrate with other um, prisoners or really with the guards. And it's, um, it's like, a, it's, I, I, I watched the movie the other night, Escape from Manhattan, and it's like, you can see New York going in that direction where it's just wild crime. And uh, people being stuck in their houses because they're afraid to go out. Thank God for our law enforcement here in Suffolk County and Essex County and on Long Island because they care about the people of this, of this, of this island and they're going to do everything that they can to make sure that we're protected and the bad guys are put away. And they're up there fighting for that every day, too. Question. No question about it. But uh, I had to bring up that Randolph case. I remember the guy's blood alcohol content was about three times the legal limit. This was a couple hours after the crash, two, three hours after the crash. And that killed Jonathan Maldonado. And a guy yeah. said, you know what? He know." He, and that's the problem. These guys know the laws, how flimsy they are. They know they could commit these crimes and get back out on the streets, which is uh, just uh, completely outrageous, as noted yesterday, by the negating of, uh, of Judge LaSalle. Well, you know, yeah, and then you, have, and then you have the rancher in Arizona, I think it is, where, he, where someone got shot on his property, and he's in jail on a million bail. And... They outlawed a GoFundMe page to pay his bail. And uh, this is uh, the problem uh, as far as what's happening at the border. Now, you did, speaking of that, just brought to my attention some of the stuff you're doing with Narcan. You want Narcan training and everything else with the sheriff's office. Tell me your involvement there. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I've had a, I've had a few of them so far. Uh, the last one that I had were for the hotels because a lot of people are staying in hotels and doing drug deals and doing drugs and people are overdosing in hotels. And the hotel managers and the people that are working, you know, couldn't respond fast enough and they're, they're, these people lost their lives. But, you know, <clears throat> that's another problem that we have. And we have the mental health hearings today. If anybody's interested in looking in at any time, you can go to New York, uh, New York Assembly, .gov, and it will, uh, New York State Assembly, .gov, and you can click on the camera, and then it'll tell you what public hearings are going on today, and you can click on that. I think Children and Families is on, and then also the mental health, which uh, I'll, be ch- I'll be looking into. I, I couldn't make it. I'd stay there because I have the 10 o'clock environmental round bowl with Senator Palumbo. But um, you see how these hearings are going and the expert witnesses and drug overdose is a big problem. And with the border and the fentanyl that's coming in, we are losing more and more people every day. And it's, it's like a, a quiet burning timber that is ready to explode. It's, um, Anyway, the Narcan training is important, and I had it for the hotel owners and for the workers in the hotels so that they would be able to respond quickly if they recognized that somebody was overdosing. But when somebody overdoses, they need help. They need to go and figure out, they need to see what, what they look like when, when they're overdosed and what their parents would see what their sisters, their brothers, their family members would see if they were to leave this world because of a drug overdose. I I think that that is really probably um, impactful, and it's it's we have to do something. the The drug crisis is is at its it's at its peak. It really is. Too many people lose their lives from overdose. Yeah, we're losing 100,000 people a year based on this stuff. And uh, no end in sight as long as our porous borders uh, are in play. And uh, a lot of denial as far as that is concerned uh, from uh, many an individual on Capitol Hill, which is just astonishing to me. Uh, Joy Giglio, ladies and gentlemen, Assemblywoman, 2nd District, President today in the Environmental uh, situations involved. We'll pay attention to that. Look forward to the next time you're on the program. How's that? Sounds great. Thanks, Jay. Have a great day, everyone. You you too. You too. Jody Giglio okay. checking in with us. We appreciate that.